I am so pumped because I have two amazing women joining me today. First up is Yannette Borrego. She has been such an incredible friend to me. She's been an awesome mentor, honestly inspires me every day with her own coaching work. I'm so lucky our paths crossed. And, you know, we've been talking about her being a guest, but this is kind of a little teaser because we're going to get that on the schedule in the near future. Uh, so tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Yannette. Thank you so much for having me here, Kimberly, and congrats on a new season of the podcast. Super excited. And I echo everything you said. Basically, you're an inspiration to me, and I'm just super excited to be here today. So like you mentioned, you know, my name is Janet Porrego, and I'm a self-mastery coach. So I help high-achieving women achieve their wildest dreams with clarity, confidence, and courage by mastering their internal world. And I do this through subconscious reprogramming. So I utilize neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, and meditation. And I'm a clear example of mastering my internal world and achieving my dreams. I actually went to school to study chemical engineering, engineering and I realized that that was not my purpose, that was not my passion. And I kept gaining clarity on who I was and I kept aligning my career to what I was truly passionate about. And then I became a full-time coach and speaker and I'm just loving it. So I just help women achieve the, their wildest dreams, whatever they are. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And Haley, okay, we are getting this. She's coming in, she's a client, she turned a friend, you know, because we just had such an amazing connection right off the bat. And it's been so amazing watching you build your soul aligned business. You have so much knowledge around hormonal health, nutrition. You were a guest on, on season one, episode nine. And I'm so glad to have you back. So tell everybody who's tuning in, you know, all about you and what you do. health coach and uh, certified integrative nutrition health coach with a specialization in hormonal health. Um, I'm also a certified yoga and meditation instructor as well. So um, I, my tagline is that I help women become the CEO of their bodies. Really passionate about helping women reconnect with their bodies in a world that wants us to outsource all of our health. I want to insource all that physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, so I host retreats, events here in Houston. I play sound bowls, um, and I just love creating experiences and bringing communities of women together. And really excited to be here. And I've always been a fangirl of you, Kimberly. So it's just I love this full circle moment. Oh. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm so grateful to have you both here. Thank you so much for joining me for this special kickoff. Um, and, you know, I've been really taking this year slow. You know, this episode, we're really going to kind of dive into reflecting on 2023 because, of course, that is what allows us to move forward with purpose and intention. And then we're going to kind of talk about 2024, you know, what, what the vibe is, what we're feeling, you know, what our intentions or goals are, um, and just kind of mesh everything together, right? Um, you know, coming out of that busy holiday season, I've really learned that that is not the best time for me to set goals. 
it's so rushed. There's, you know, we're exhausted. There's so much still going on, right? And you have to kind of go back to work and get a grasp on your desk and what's happening. It's a lot of pressure. But here we are a few weeks later, we are at the end of January now. We're headed into February next week, which is just crazy to even think that we're at this point already. Um, and it's time to kind of recoup, right? It's time to get realigned. It's time for us to really kind of figure out what we want for this next year. Um, so yeah, I think it's gonna be great. We're gonna share some advice, some insights for the for the listeners, spark some inspiration for maybe anybody watching to, to really do the same, right? Take inventory of their life, what's working and what's not, uh, so that they can really make purposeful, positive change in their life. Um, you know, this moment actually is kind of surreal, right? Because having this podcast was a goal of mine that really just started with an idea. So it's a perfect example of how just a little bit of insight or just a little idea can turn into something much, much bigger, right? So ladies, I mean, Yannette, tell me, I mean, have you set goals yet? Have you also been kind of taking it slower? I mean, what's the, what's your, then your kind of mindset around the whole new year and new year's goals and resolutions thing? Yeah. So I had a goal setting workshop on January 11th, which was new moon. And I just wanted to make sure I led by example before showing to the, the <laughs> workshop and actually, you know, kind of coaching people on how to set goals and how to follow through. So I actually set my goals before the workshop and yeah, like I set my goals, I, I reviewed my vision. So I have a long-term vision that I have spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And then every year I like to review that and update it as needed, as needed, and then set the goals, like the things I want to accomplish in order to get closer to that ideal version of myself. Um, yeah, so I usually do it in January and I did it like that this time, but I just picked up my vision board like this week. So it took me a little bit to get there. <laughs> how about you? Like, okay. Yeah. Are you, are yeah. You, Hallie, what about you? Goals? I mean, where are you in your goal setting or intention process? Yeah, I think, um, usually I'm the type of person who is setting my goals at the end of December and like hitting the ground running on January 1st. This year I did not do that. Um, I took a, I went on a hiking trip between Christmas and New Year's and then I went on vacation, my first ski trip in Aspen the first week of January. So I came back like January 8th or 9th and I was like, what day is it? Like I haven't worked in two weeks. I don't know what year it is, what day it is, like what's going on. So. I kind of eased into the year a little bit and I, you know, I, I have set my goals. I kind of, when I got back from that trip started, well, I think while I was on the trip, it was actually really helpful. I was able to kind of write out my goals and just get an idea of what I wanted and sort of finalize them and finalize my vision board mid January. And I've been taking it really slow. Like I didn't set any hard, uh, you know, goals or deadlines for this month. And I'm kind of digging this. I think I'm going to do this moving forward. I'm going to ease into the year instead of like, strong arming January, which is it's winter. We're supposed to be hibernating, you know? So I don't know. I, I this, completely, I didn't even do this intentionally, but it just happened and I'm here for this. 
So a couple of different takes. I mean, and and it's funny because I too, Haley, have done that most years and I've been like you, you know, and I think it's great. You know, if you have the energy and the stamina and like your head is in the game already, then hell yes, go for it, right? I think every year we're gonna need something a little bit different. Um, and for whatever reason this year, I too, Haley, was just kind of going with the flow and, and I'm digging it. But what, um, Haley, what was your vibe for like 2023? Like, how did the year go? How do you feel about the year past? All yeah. of that. Well, I turned 30 last year, so it was a it was a big year. I feel like 2022 is a year of like sort of almost losing myself, and 2023 was a year of rediscovering myself, and then 2024 so far is kind of the year of like enjoying myself. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. I, and I, I didn't even like plan to say that that just kind of came out, but it's, it's the truth. And, uh, yeah, I turned 30 last year. So it was a big year of endings and beginnings for me and sort of, you know, this, it, it was a lot of, uh, tying up loose ends, discovering who I am and who I want to be for the next decade. Um, not that you yeah. need a decade to, you know, restart or, or rediscover yourself, but that certainly has been what happened for me unintentionally. But yeah, last year was a lot of like reacquainting uh, with myself and remembering parts of myself I forgot and also uh, discovering new parts of myself I didn't know existed. Mm, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Of course. What about you, Nina? I mean, how did 2023 treat you? 2023, at the beginning of 2023, I actually finished a grieving process. So there was a lot of completion energy of grieving family that I had lost, of grieving a miscarriage that I had uh, the last year. So after completion energy, there is creation, you know, like cre creation, transformation, completion. Those are the cycles of energy. And it was a year of a lot of creation in terms of growing my business. Something that I wanted to manifest last year was getting pregnant. And I did, yay. So- I know, we're so excited. I know. Uh, so I'm 14 weeks, <laughs> second trimester, like that's a huge celebration. And I think it was a year of letting go of attachment to outcomes and allowing myself to sit back and surrender to the present moment with full trust and taking action from there. So it was a beautiful year. There was a shift in my identity as I got pregnant. And I'm sure, Haley, you know, there are many hormonal changes. So I. I identify with what you said of getting to know yourself again, because this is such a big transition. So tons of completion energy and creation energy last year. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, 2023 was definitely a, a year of big change in my life. I mean, y'all know I took a big step back in my business. I went back into corporate to an extent. Um, you know, I took some big leaps of faith in my personal life. And to be honest, there was a lot of heaviness and grief that came with making those intentional changes. I got to say 2023 triggered the hell out of me. So, <laughs> I love it. It was just learning to navigate that and practice all of the things that I've learned, but in real time, you know, and I think that that's 
what we sometimes forget is that like real life is our playground, but it's also our time to practice. And we're not always going to get it perfectly, right? And we have to, of course, have grace and, you know, just a lot of self-compassion. <laughs> what was your biggest challenge, Yuna? You know, you obviously made huge strides in your business and you know, obviously there was a lot of things going on in your personal life as well. What do you think was the biggest challenge for you to really get through or for you to manage? I think as I was finalizing the grieving process, you know, like that last piece sometimes is the most challenging as you're breaking through. And I had to take an honest look at myself and I just wasn't feeling well. So I was like, okay, I need to go back to the basics. How am I spiritually? How am I mentally, emotionally, and physically? And where do I need support? I think for 2023 was also a realization that I didn't need to do it alone. So I hired a physical trainer. I hired business coaches. Like I hired a lot of support to kind of uplift me. And those people were instrumental in the times that I was doubting myself. And one of my big goals, as you know, in my business was hitting six figures. So having that support and again, letting go of the attachment to the outcome, because sometimes we want things to happen a certain way. But I think letting go of how we get to the outcome is so important. So we operate from a place of abundance instead of that scarcity of wanting something so much. So those were the biggest challenges, to be honest with you. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Haley? Honestly, the same thing, Annette. I mean, <laughs> as you said that, I was like, wow, I felt that on a visceral level. I've, you know, that was a big lesson for me last year is just stop trying to strong arm your way through life and you can have the things you want, but they may not come in the way you expected. So a lot of, you know, Sahara Rose is a, uh, a spiritual person I follow and she's always like, trust, flow, surrender, let go. And it really, it's kind of cheesy. Oh. She has, she has a song actually. And I, I listened to it on repeat because it's such a good reminder. You put out, you know, you can put out what you want, but know that it might not come in, in the package, in the, um, in, you know, wrapped up in a certain way. It might come in a very different way, but I, what I learned, and I was looking at my vision board, actually, there's so many things like mid-year, I was like, oh no, I, I didn't do this, or this didn't happen, or whatever, and by the end of the year, everything I had put on my vision board came true, but it came in the most absurd way, <laughs> but that's just how life is, so that's the challenge, it's just letting go and surrendering which no I never want to do we want to have control right but um I guess oh, I'm yeah. learning that I was just telling uh one of my friends that I'm an absolute control freak right like and I think I don't think people realize that especially on for us coaches right we're like we try to be in that flow element and we're like you just gotta do this and then it's like yeah but we're silently freaking out and you know we have to you know watch our own mindset and self-coach ourselves and have coaches of our own so yeah, I mean, for me, it was just all the change, right? You know, the slowing down, the moving, right? I moved into a new home, um, combining households with my partner, and then having to just like shift like everyday schedules and routines. I love routine, but I can get so stuck in that same regimen. And then when I 
have to reinvent that or pivot. It's just like, it feels so annoying. <laughs> I want to ask I you about that. I can be a little bit bitchy about it. So, <laughs> but you know, it, it's all for the best. And I actually too had to confront some limiting beliefs about my business because I st- took a step back from social media. I found myself kind of confronting that thought that, hey, I'm not going to get as much business or clients without social media. And I got to say, that was not true at all. I had great clients, great people booking discovery calls, you know, on the resume side, on the coaching side. It was so amazing. And I was like, this actually is such a wonderful affirmation that like, yes, while social media is a great tool and platform and I love it and for many things, stepping back was such a healthy thing for me to do during this year so that I could really go internal and be a little bit of a hermit for a while, but then also so that I could learn that lesson, right? That like, hey, your business isn't necessarily going to suffer because you're not showing up on stories every day. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. How I did you... That. I have a question for you, Kimberly. So how did you, with all that change and changing your business and combining households, like those are all really big things. How did you maintain or how did you nurture like your sense of self, like your identity? Well, I think that's a great question. (laughs) I think, you know, being in a new space, especially with a new man, um, you know, he doesn't have a big sense of style here in the house. So I think it was good for me to like kind of get settled and nest, right? I think that nesting thing was really nurturing for my sense of self. And it was a lot of fun too, right? You know, you get to pick out new decor, you get to kind of like just create a new warm surroundings for you and your loved ones. Like that's always a really positive vibe. Um, But I still reserved time for myself you know, and that was something I was really intentional about because I love my solitude. I love being with other people too, but that time by myself to me is so sacred. So I made sure that I didn't compromise on that, you know, on the stories and stuff that I did post, you know, people saw me, right. I love to go out and go to the um, Memorial park. Like I do a ton of walking and hiking and just being out in nature that was something I prioritized. I think that was really one of the main ways that helped me, you know, just nurture my sense of self amidst everything else in my life changing. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, that was a great question. (laughs) What about lessons? I mean, we've kind of shared some lessons already, but like what, what are some of your biggest takeaways from this year? You know, obviously, yes, we can't control everything. We have to go with the flow. Is there anything else that kind of like comes to mind or comes to heart when just thinking about how things transpired in this past year? Yeah, I think, um, well, everything that we have talked about, of course, like getting support and surrendering, but also always asking myself, how so the goal that i that i want the desired outcome that i want how would that make me feel because that's a real outcome right when we want a partner we want to be loved when we want a successful business we want to feel abundant the real Mm -hmm. outcome is the thing that we think that outcome is going to make us feel like 
And the beautiful thing is like that real outcome, the feeling is within our control. So I think the lesson for me is one, being more present, but also practicing that abundance, mm -hmm. practicing that love, practicing that worthiness, that self-respect and taking action and operating from that place. Instead of being so focused on the outcome, the goal, be more focused on how I want to feel. Because I think the feeling is always the, the highest energy, the biggest creation energy. That's one. And my partner, I mean, I love what you said, Kimberly, because my romantic partner, my husband, he's my biggest spiritual teacher. <laughs> and we oh, have yeah. been married now a year and a half. And even getting married was a big transition, a big shift. And we started going to couples therapy, which has been super helpful. We have been going for the last few months and our communication has improved tremendously because him and I, we don't communicate the same, okay? I love talking about emotions. I like going deep and he's more like, Okay, the solution, this, like, he's more like black and white, <laughs> in my opinion, in my perspective. But in therapy, I learned that I need so much validation from him. And even if he doesn't talk about emotions a lot as a male, he also needs a lot of validation from me. Because I learned about myself is that I go to solutioning mode just like him instead of validating and providing that emotional safety and comfort. So the lesson was, yeah, my model of the world is not the right one and I can always improve in my relationship. I can always shift how I see things to better understand him and improve our communication. So that was a big one for me, a romantic relationships. Like it was for you too, it seems like. How, I mean, how has that played out in your relationship? Yeah. Like communication styles and that merging. How has that been for you, Kimberly? Yeah, it's it's been not the easiest to be honest, yeah. right? I mean, mm -hmm. and it's, it's funny because you spend so much time with somebody before you combine households, before you kind of take those big steps into marriage or building a family, right? And you just always find a new layer of stuff that needs to be dealt with, right? So it's like, um, I've, I've really worked on my communication and saying what I mean, right? Preparing for those conversations, not communicating from this emotional place, but really trying to think, you know, be thoughtful about, okay, what, what, why do I feel like I need to talk about this? What is the outcome that I'm seeking or hoping for? How can I, in a nurturing, supportive, loving way, communicate what my feelings are and my, what my perspective is without putting any expectations on that other person to say anything like or to do anything specific right so how can I help them maintain their authenticity as well in this really vulnerable place that we're in right because I think you know there's people pleasing that sneaks into relationships right you know we don't like conflict so it's so easy to 
kind of skirt around issues and or to kind of say what somebody wants to hear in the moment because you want to like smooth things over and like get to the other side of that conflict or that friction and so I think I, I did good <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question it sounds like I think it. I did well I think <laughs> You know, I try to be mindful. I mean, isn't that all we can do in these situations yeah, is really totally. take our time. And, you know, I, and I relied on a lot of people, right? I, I asked you for your perspective a lot of times and people that I confided in and I knew I could trust, right? I, you know, I always want to know if there's something that I'm missing from my perspective. And I think that, you know, when you have somebody who's objective, like, a really great friend or a coach or a therapist, right? That they can really be that sounding board. And sometimes we need to be brought back to reality. Sometimes we need an ego check. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think just approaching it from that side and just, and always learning, right? Like relationships are a journey of learning for sure. Um, I think that even just reflecting on this now, right? One of my biggest lessons is that you're growing even when you don't think you are, right? Because even though I dialed way back in business, even though I slowed down and wasn't really doing all of these speaking engagements or workshops or anything that really felt like tangible growth and development, it was these things, right, in the everyday life that forced me to really apply my knowledge or to seek answers, to use my resources. And, you know, that is growth, right? When you are in it, that is what, what you're doing when you're applying your knowledge and using your resources. Um, so yeah, I've, I've definitely learned and I'm taken away from 2023 that growth happens even when you're almost in maintenance mode, right? Um, I was definitely trying to maintain my mental health throughout this entire year. (laughs) (laughs) All of us, all of us. (laughs) No no easy task, right? Sometimes. Um, But I think without that pressure, right, I wasn't putting that pressure on myself to do all of these big things. I was able to reflect more. I was able to have more clarity because, you know, I was just living life, right? And that was beautiful. So I love it. What about you, Miss Haley? Yeah, lessons. What's Um, your biggest lesson? I mean, communication, big one, direct communication, like just say the thing. I think especially as women, we tend to skirt around stuff and I've just learned to just be super direct. And now people all the time are just like, gosh, you're so direct, you know, and people (laughs) appreciate it and it makes my life easier. That's a big one. I think another lesson is... um, personal responsibility and I think a lot of people live their life in victim mode and I certainly have lived seasons of my life in victim mode as well but taking responsibility for everything around you and if you know something is if if you don't like something in your life you're choosing that on some level and that's your responsibility to make a change and that might look different for different people but um you know and everything that is happening in your life you chose on some level so you have to um take a personal responsibility for that and also same thing with the communication piece like I can't control other people I can only control how I show up and how I communicate and how I work on myself um so if I don't like something I need I have to be the one to fix it and and the one to step up and and make a change whatever that looks like so yeah that was a big lesson for me 
Hell yes to all of that. You know, radical responsibility. And you're right. You know, we can really, I know because it's the shadow side of Libra that I can really get into a pity party mode, (laughs) right? Like when things aren't going my way, right? Like I have, that's the shadow side of my sun sign is feeling sorry for myself and really kind of being like, like, I can't believe it. Why is this happening? You know, and (laughs) you got to put on, you know, your, your big girl pants and figure it out. Right. Um, put pen to paper, do a brain dump, uh, figure out, you know, what your resources are and and what actions can you take? Right. Cause there's always a choice in there. You can always do something to shift. So hundred percent. What about, what are you proud of? I'd love to know that, you know, jump in, tell me what you're proud of. Brag. Mm. Oh, I know. You know what I'm really proud of? I'm really proud of the community that I've created, um, like my personal community and like my wellness community here in Houston. I think so many people are so lonely and isolated. That's become the norm in our society. And a lot of people I have, you know, I found a lot of people rely on their partner to be their friend and their mentor and all these things. And that's a lot of pressure to put on one person. And uh, I real, I'm lucky that I realized that at a young age and have really cultivated over the last year, just a really strong community. And I have amazing, deep, like emotionally intimate friendships And Mm -hmm. I have, I, you know, people I can call if I need something. I have, you know, people like in different circles of friends that I can get together with to, you know, do all the different types of activities and interests that I have. Um, And I also have built a community with my brand and with wellness and yoga and all the stuff that I do as well. So I'm really proud of that. (laughs) You should be. You really should be. Some big stuff right there. And yeah, what are y'all proud of? I'm Go ahead, proud Anna. of um, how resilient I was like this year uh, in terms of, as I mentioned, one of my big goals was making it to six figures. I mean, I quit my six figures job back in 2021 with the purpose of making this my career, right? So it, it was so important to me. Um, to also feel financially safe, secured, and not only that, but giving off value that of course the revenue justifies that, you know, it's all about the value, about serving, that's that's always the main piece. And also keeping my heart open, you know, like being vulnerable, even through harsh challenges and and always like intentionally opening up my heart to new people opening up my heart to know that i was worthy enough to getting that support and i love what you said about community Haley, because my word for last year was community i realized right that i needed to nurture this support network and i needed to give back and i needed to strengthen relationships and just serve and add more value so that's what I'm proud of. What about you, Kimberly? Oh, well, um, all of that, right? Y'all, y'all are, are so on point. I think community is such an underrated value, right? You know, when we, we tell people to kind of audit their values and to really think about goals that align with their values, I think community is something that's really overlooked. Um, and, you know, of course, we all have our communities. We all have friends and family and whatever, but... I talk to so many women who are 
not satisfied with their friendship circles or they feel disconnected from women or from just don't feel like they have a social life beyond their career or um, their small circle of people that they've known for a long time or whoever, right? So yeah, I think that I leaned on um, my community a lot. I know I did. Um, I'm proud of myself for being vulnerable with some really tough stuff, right, in my personal life. I think that initially my inclination was to kind of hold those things close and to kind of go into the recluse mode and just try and deal with them myself. And it really, I think, helped foster deeper relationships with a lot of people. Um, and But I'm, I'm proud of myself for being resilient through all of this change. You know, um, like I said, like I used to kind of resist all of the change that was happening around me and feel sorry for myself. And this felt a lot more seamless. I think I did a great job at accepting things that didn't go my way (laughs) or accept and, and just going with the flow. Right. Um, I definitely, ran into periods of self-doubt and I think I was able to course correct really well. Even just producing this podcast was such a great learning tool um, because as you know, you're putting together content and researching and, you know, meeting with amazing guests, it, it forces you to revisit a lot of the principles that maybe you have forgotten. Um, so I am proud of myself for thriving during a season of change. And I feel like I rose to the occasion as it com- when it comes to my responsibilities and just pacing myself. I really prioritized, like we were talking about earlier, nurturing myself, my self-care, um, and reach just kind of new levels of self-trust and faith and all that good stuff. So yeah. What about fun? You know, like when did you, like what was the most fun out of this past year? Like did you take any really meaningful trips? Did you, you know, have this just an incredible wild experience? I mean, yeah. I can go first. Um, yeah. So when, when I think about fun, I think of a trip my husband and I made to Puerto Rico. So I'm actually Cuban. <laughs> so Caribbean is where I'm from. And I lived in Puerto Rico 12 years, but I hadn't gone back since like five years, six years ago. And I was kind of homesick because when I'm homesick, I don't have a home to go to, you know? I don't have family in Cuba anymore. I mean, only my dad, but we are not that close. And it's a little bit complex to go to Cuba as a Cuban because I was born there. And my husband wanted to go to Thailand and I'm like, baby, that's too far. And I'm just like, I'm just like homesick. I need to eat plantains. I need, I need to be in the, <laughs> yeah. in the Caribbean vibe, you know? So we ended up going to Puerto Rico and in one week I explored much more than when I lived there for 12 years because when I lived there for 12 years, it was my mom and I, and basically we were in survival mode, but now it was going back after reaping all those benefits and, and I don't know, the hard work, the survival mode that we endured for so many years. And it was just such a beautiful journey of reflection, of enjoying, of, of having fun and just exploration. So that was my, I think that was the moment last year that I had the most fun. <laughs> nice. um, 
I'd say it's funny. Anytime you ask anyone when their best moments were, it's always on a trip. So mental note, take more trips. Um, but yeah, yeah mine, mine was also on a trip. I went to Banff, which is in Canada for anyone that doesn't know. It's beautiful, unreal. Like, so all this wildlife, these just gorgeous hiking. And I went with, you know, speaking of community, I went with one of my best friends from childhood who no longer lives here and then I went with uh two friends or they're, they're a married couple um I, I kind of refer to them as my second mom and dad and they just kind of adopted it you know adopted my friend and I and we go on these trips <laughs> together and we just I love so, that I know they're they're so great like they're literally my my second set of parents and I am so you know you talk about family and then chosen family and those are that's my chosen family you know like they're great and um they yeah we just had so much fun and it's you know going back to like the the community piece and having people that you can just be your most authentic self with and we just had so much fun and we were just laughing like I haven't laughed that much consecutively in a long time and it and it was just fun and playful and we got to experience this you know incredible scenery and not a lot of Wi-Fi or signal, and that's what life is about. It's about those moments of just pure bliss with people that you can be yourself with. Yes, amen to that. I mean, I, and and mine too was on a trip. I went to see a girlfriend in uh, Seattle, actually. So that was my first time going to Seattle, uh, and definitely my friend Rachel. She's part of my chosen family. We've known each other for twelve years. We've just always kept in touch you know she's just a gem and yeah it was just really nice to be in a new city I hadn't seen her in like three years since the um, beginning of the pandemic or like just before the pandemic in 2020 and we were like little kids we were just exploring all over the place we like took all these like long walks around the city took the ferry like just we you know you're on scooters you're just doing like fun shit and just being just in the moment and um we also did uh you know do a lot of hiking and you know yeah i agree like when you are forced to be in places that don't have a signal it's actually so refreshing i feel like mm -hmm. it's you know you get to obviously feel the energy of nature and, and be with that versus like all of the electromagnetic fields that we're surrounded by all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, take more trips for sure. Um, do y'all pick a word for the year ahead, right? Like I know you mentioned, you that you did have a word community. Did you pick a word for 2024? Yes. I pick a word or a theme. So in this, this year is like two words. <laughs> Um, and my first word is open heart. I actually went in December. Meditation is one of my biggest passions. I love practicing. And I went in December to one of Dr. Joe's Dispensa week long advanced meditation. And I love that he says that the foundation of everything, of every achievement, of every relationship, of everything really is opening up your heart, you know, instead of living through fear or creating through fear or being in survival. And when you open your heart, you're in creation mode, you're connected to source, you are just bliss and joy. So my first word, or it's a combination of the words, is open heart, you know, yeah, open heart. I'm looking at my vision board here. And my second one is abundance. 
Um, when I coach a lot of my clients, you know, a lot of my clients are moms and they have thriving careers and something that they struggle with a lot is I cannot be a great mom and have a thriving career at the same time. Something needs to kind of like, there is a sacrifice there, something, I cannot have it all kind of thing, you know, which a lot of women struggle with. And when I got pregnant, I started feeling those things and I'm like, okay, I have my clients as role models. I have people like you, Kimberly, as role model. And I'm just practicing believing on abundance that I can have it all and I can serve from a place of love and, and lead that way, you know, with surrendering, with no rush, no anything, just being present and opening up my heart. So open heart and abundance, <laughs> that's my theme. Open heart and abundance. I love it. And you know what? You're right. You can have it all. And that whole word and something that comes up a lot too with my clients is that feeling like you have to sacrifice trade-off, right? You may have trade-offs, but let's get rid of that word sacrifice because exactly. that sounds like a whole lot of shit that we want no part of, right? So yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's take that out. And so, yes, there are going to be trade-offs, right? When you shift your life when you move into different seasons, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it takes adjustment, but, um, well, you know, I got your back, you know, I'm here for you with that. So yes, I mean, totally. it's, a, it's always a work in progress. <laughs> what about you, Haley? Any word for 2024? Yeah, mine, mine is slow down. <laughs> so I, I'm a, one of my best and worst qualities is that I'm a yes woman and I think <laughs> I can do it all. And I'm still convinced that I can somehow make 28 hours in a day instead of 24. And so, you know, and I, I love that about myself, but uh, I have learned, especially last year, if you're into, into uh, numerology, last year was a three year for me. So it was a really fast paced year and I was tired. Like by December, I was just so burnt out and I have a tendency to burn myself out. My sister tells me, she's like, every six months we have this conversation. So I'm really trying to like slow down, be intentional and say no to more things. And same thing. And that kind of ties in with what you said, Yannette, with like abundance. And you know, I don't have children yet, but I struggle with that of like, well, if I put too much energy into my corporate career, then my business is going to suffer. Or if i put too much energy into my business, then, you know, I'm my corporate career or this or that, or like, I just feel like I can't balance like relationship, friendships, like all the things, my health. And so, you know, just reminding myself that like less is more, um, and being, you know, quality over quantity and everything that I do. And then also reminding myself that I, I'm a better and more effective version of Haley when I slow down, when I'm rested and when I'm having fun. So mm -hmm. I, it's very difficult for me to not overextend myself, but I'm really trying to work on that this year. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think we all that, I think that resonates with honestly, everybody it's, it is hard. It's hard when you're a multi-passionate woman. It's it's hard when you're ambitious and you want to do all the things, right? And we can do all the things, but in moderation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we have to still be aware of our capacity and our time and our need for rest and knowing that time for rest and slowing down ha is so has so much purpose to it as well, right? And yeah, the cycle of burnout is vicious. It can really take a toll. Um, but you know, it sounds like you're so aware of it and that's beautiful. And I mean, 
we've all been there. I mean, it's something that I'm constantly aware of is like, am I, am I reaching that brink of where I'm going to be exhausted and I feel like I need to spend the next week in bed, right? Like I want to avoid that at all costs. Um, my word is, well, and it's funny last year, I did not pick a word other years. I have picked a word. Um, we did have a question too, from, from one of our, uh, from somebody on my email list that was asking, you know, how do you pick your word? And I personally, I don't really think that there's a right way to pick your word. I think it just comes to you, right? So don't try and force it. Um, of course, I'm always like reading things and watching content and sometimes something will strike you, you know, when you, you know, just you hit this, you feel this in inspired moment, right? Um, and even just thinking about the year ahead, what you want that to look like, maybe some type of word will come to you. So thinking about my year ahead and what I want out of 2024, I want a whole lot of fun, right? Because 2023 was a hermit year for me. I was <laughs> in my little cocoon. I was slowed down. I just feel like in some ways I want to go wild in, in 2024. <laughs> and um, so fun is one and bold is the other. And I just think like like bold fun, like that's going to like just give me that good vibe and give me that good energy to just kind of like go for everything that I want without inhibition. So I'm, I love I'm making those my words. <laughs> Amazing. What are you, what are you guys bringing into 2024, right? Like, what are you bringing from 2023 into this new year? I'm bringing a lot of surrendering energy, which I think goes back to the words of open heart and abundance, like presence, surrendering Every time I want to predict the next moment is coming back to the present moment and just operating from there, centered, trusting. Um, and then also simplifying. I love what Haley said about quality over quantity. I'm someone who wants to do it all. <laughs> like my first year in business, I'm like, start a podcast, do a digital course, la, 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 la. like 20 different things. And I think as the years have progressed, I'm all about simplifying like my business, my life, and just focusing on the one or two things that matter. So I think for me, surrender, simplification, and just presence all the way. Oh, yes, for sure. I love that. What about you, Haley? Yeah, I think, you know, like I said before, 2024 for me is my year to just enjoy myself. Like I, I felt like I lost myself a little bit. I rediscovered and got reacquainted and now it's like okay let me just enjoy enjoy myself a little bit and for me what that looks like is slowing down you know <laughs> stopping to smell the roses it's still moving forward in my business and with everything I'm doing but trying to do it in a more lighthearted way like not taking myself so seriously I think too is is important like just enjoying life and keeping my priorities straight I think you know when it comes to like work and a lot of the things that we put a lot of our a lot of our energy and and things that we worry about i know for me it's always been like my work my corporate job and my business and the reality is like if something happened to me my my job they'd replace me in a month right but the people in my life would be devastated forever and so you know where where are my priorities where am i putting my time and energy what am i actually 
you know, spending time thinking about and concerned about. And so that has brought me to be, you know, again, community. So that's another thing is just focusing on community and continuing to nurture um, the relationships that I have because those are the most, you know, important things for me in my life right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I am. I mean, what are what are your intentions for 2024, right? Like we have talked about so much, you know, um, is there anything else that you want for 2024 that, you know, has been secretly bubbling under the surface or that maybe you're still exploring or in brainstorm mode with, I mean, what's kind of on your mind that maybe you still kind of, it's under the radar though. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, I can go first too, you know? So, I mean, my, my intentions with 2024, like I said, my word is, is bold, fun or, or fun and bold. Um, I actually turned 40 in 2024. Yay! So How exciting. It's, I know it's a big year. I'm actually pretty pumped about it. I'm not like worried at all. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because, um, when my mom turned 40, it was such a thing where like, you know, they would joke like that you're over the hill. Right. And that like the, your life is like over now that you're 40. Right. Which is such, I feel like that, that mindset has completely shifted and a girlfriend actually shared something with me the other day it was like this reel on instagram and it was a quote from um carl young and it was he said like life really does begin at 40 everything before that is research right and apparently you know 40 has this very spiritual meaning you know like you know 40 uh you know 40 days and 40 nights of the great flood and moses went up to the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights and the um gestation period right in pregnancy is 40 weeks right so there's all of these patterns of 40 and 40 is really supposed to signify this deep transformational change and, you know, going further into your soul's purpose. So, you know, I just learned this and I just think it's the coolest thing. And that's my vibe for 2024. Those are my intentions are to have fun, to be bold. Um, I actually also thought about this idea that I may incorporate into my goals, which is 40 firsts, right? So like, what I want to make a list of like for things that I want to do for the first time and have 40 things that I do for the first time and try over the course of the year. So that's something I'm kind of working on and putting together. I love that. I'm going to do 30 firsts too. I'm going to do <laughs> Yeah, you should. <laughs> I mean, you could do it every year, right? And I don't even know if this is a thing or like, or how this idea even cropped into my head. Like, I'm sure y'all are the same, right? You may be like in the shower, oh like doing something completely mundane yeah. and like your, your wheels are just spinning and you're just like, I have literally no idea how that thought actually came to me. Um, so, you know, God given, I guess. Um, well, what would you tell somebody, you know, who really wants to make progress with their goals, right? Do you have any advice or words of wisdom that you want to share with our listeners, people who may be thinking about choosing a word or putting together some really powerful goals for the year ahead? I do. Um, know yeah. thyself. 
So, you know, you can set goal, like just understanding yourself and your own psychology because you can set goals mm. and even set actions to help you meet those goals, but they have to be realistic for who you are as a person and what your lifestyle looks like. And that requires a lot of self-awareness. I think the reason a lot of people fail at their goals is not because they're lazy. It's just because they're setting goals that aren't realistic for who they are. So like knowing yourself and if you don't, that's not something you're, you know, if the self-awareness is not a, a strong suit, you know, uh, there's three great coaches on this call that could all help you in different areas. <laughs> uh, so just really understanding yourself and like how those goals actually fit into your own lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. And just to piggyback on that, you know, I have this mantra of falling off track means that you're on track. I mean, when we set goals, mm -hmm. for the most part, we are doing many things we haven't done before, right? If there are goals, if there are things, sometimes there are maintenance goals, but I'm talking about those goals that we haven't gotten there yet. And in the process of getting to your goals, this is not a linear kind of path. There are many times that you're gonna fall off track and many people stop there. Like they fall off track, this wasn't meant to be, I'm not capable, I'm not worthy, and they keep replaying that story over and over. But if you believe falling off track means that you're on track because you're trying something new for the first time, of course you're gathering new data, you're experimenting, you're trying to figure out a way. But if you keep course correcting and getting back on track and getting back your tra on track and reminding yourself resilience is your superpower. With resilience, anything is possible. You are gonna get there. And for the word of the year, it's just setting the intention of like, what do I want this year to be like? What is experience? What is the thing I want to tap into? And based on that intention, setting those goals. What are the achievements? or the key things that are gonna help me get to that intention, to that word, to that vision of myself for this year. <laughs> yeah, I, you literally took the words right out of my mouth, Ina. Like, it's so funny because when I think about accomplishing goals, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is just, number one, being gentle with yourself, right? Like, you know, how we were saying, right? We don't have to strong arm. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to force, right? Like you get so much further when you're gentle, you know, self-compassion takes you a long way. Um, and then continuing, yeah, to realign yourself with your values, with what you want and, and just keep going, right? Because yeah, most people just give up. Most people just self-abandon, they abandon the goals, they tell themselves that it's not working when actually it is working, right? Like you falling off track is part of the process. As long as you get back on track, as long as you can course correct and realign yourself, you're in great shape. So um, yeah, I mean, I think that those are some great nuggets of wisdom. Um, I would also tell people to get the goal manifestation guide because it's chock full of my whole practice, my manifestation secrets, all the whole goal setting process, right? Because you can set a goal, but if it doesn't sound inspiring, if it doesn't sound like you want it, right? So there is a strategy behind setting a goal that you're going to want to work for, right? Most goals sound hard. They sound like a struggle. They sound like you don't want to put your time and energy to them. So you're not going to put your time and your energy to them, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love a good mantra and I love the one you shared, you know, my, 
mantra that I always kind of come back to, which I, um, you know, kind of picked up from uh, Amanda Francis, who I absolutely love, is little by little, the bird builds her nest, right? Like, it's all the little actions that you take, you know, and, and that is the realignment, the daily course correction. Sometimes every hour we need to course correct and like, you know, get our mind right, get our vibe right. Um, but little by little, the bird builds her nest you know, change doesn't happen overnight. It is a commitment. Anyone can do it. Anybody can uh, shift their life for the for the better. Um, and you're always worth it, right? So yeah, Haley, any mantras or affirmations that have been super impactful for you? Oh, man. I love that. I just was like, like repeating that in my head as you were saying it. That's so beautiful. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, as I mentioned, like what I've been saying to myself on repeat is that trust, flow, surrender, let go, because it kind of rhymes. And so it's just a good reminder to just kind of let things flow. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just going to leave it with that. That's that's the one that's been on repeat for me lately. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. uh, You know, we did have one other question too from uh, a listener or from somebody in my circle. And I was interested, I wanted to see what your take was on this, ladies. You know, the question is how to overcome the need to always be validated, right? So we always hear like this fake it till you make it. Um, You know, this particular uh, person I know pretty well. So, you know, she submitted this question. It was awesome. And it's like, how do you convert? To confidence, right? How do you get over that need for external validation? And and I have some thoughts too, but I, I would love to hear your perspective because we all need validation, right? And a validation is not bad to a point, right? You know, so and and that conversion to confidence is really interesting. So, Yannette, what do you what would you say about this? I know, I know you're just like, I know, I know this. Like <laughs> I mean, my first thought, and it sounds like a straightforward answer, and I'll just explain it, but it's like, you got to practice validating yourself, right? Mm -hmm. What you think you need from others, you got to give to yourself first. And I have this concept of perception is projection. Whatever we perceive in the outside is because there is something within us that we are projecting, and there is a lesson there, right? So even if you're not feeling heard, I always ask my clients, okay, where are you not hearing yourself? Like, is there an area of life? Is there a situation where you're actually the one not allowing yourself kind of to hear yourself or validate yourself? If you feel you don't belong, which many people feel they don't belong, they feel like an imposter, you got to turn to yourself and get to know yourself. What is the thing that you're expecting from others and give that to yourself? What you said, validation is not, I mean, it's not bad. We all need validation, but it's when we rely on validation and instead of internal fulfillment, when we are making Mm -hmm. decisions out of pleasing others, out of wanting to impress others, I think that's when it becomes damaging and you gotta go inward, change yourself, change your life, right? We gotta go inward and really start mastering and understanding what's going on at the at the deepest level and just give that to ourselves yeah that's what came to mind (laughs) yeah for sure you know and it's i think to it's so connected right to our belief about our worthiness right and how worthy we are um there's definitely a shift like you said practice validating yourself 
you know, you don't have to earn anybody's approval, right? And I think that's like where so many of us, we were raised within this paradigm of like living up to external uh, expectations and earning people's love and attention and affection and admiration, right? But these external standards really mean nothing, right? Like we create the standards of our life. And, you know, so it's in that kind of seeking validation or external validation that we're losing touch with our divine sense of self and our divine inherent worthiness, right? Like God made you perfectly. There he, there were no mistakes. So, you know, nobody, nobody has the right to tell you that you're living your life right or wrong. Um, I think it's natural to really want to make other people happy and to make other people proud, but man, you got to make yourself proud first. Yeah. I just to add to that, I think for me, that's, it's, I was literally talking to my therapist about this yesterday. So how timely that this question came up. Um, and it's something I've struggled with a lot. And what I have found is I am able to validate myself when I build up my own self-confidence and self-belief. And I do that by holding myself accountable and keeping true to the promises I make to myself. Because if you think about how you build up belief and trust in another person is when they're honest, when they do what they say they're going to do, when they show up. So that's exactly the thing you have to do with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself, do what you say you're going to do and show up for yourself. And when you do that, you start to build up self-trust, self-belief and confidence. And then at a certain point, it just really doesn't matter what anybody else says or you know any, anything else you get, any validation you get is just a cherry on top. But you have so much of that internally and so much self-belief that you don't really need or rely on the validation mm. from others anymore. Hell yes. My God. Yes. And it's, uh, it's funny because, you know, um, you know, tonight being the full moon in Leo, right? Like Leo is all about being proud of themselves, right? Like, and shining brightly. And, you know, we all have unique gifts and talents, you know, the world needs them more than ever now. And so, you know, Leo kind of gives us this permission to shine unapologetically. And it's, actually the shadow side, the shadow side of Leo that seeks unnecessary external validation and does like these really, you know, purposeful attention seeking behaviors and has that neediness, right? Like they're not the same, right? You know, being proud of yourself, like having confidence, being unapologetic about the way that you show up in the world for yourself, for other people. Um, that is that like Leo energy that I think we all can, you know, lean into tonight and as we head into 2024 and really start to take action with our goals setting goals is the best way that you can validate yourself because along that process of setting actions and completing them just like Haley was saying you start to believe in yourself you start to trust yourself that like man i can do this i am making progress with this thing i am i am you know moving in the right direction and that is so good for your brain right all that dopamine all those positive hormones and like you know chemicals that start flowing in our brain um, and you start to form new pathways and you start to talk to yourself nicer and it's just this amazing domino effect um so yeah i think that's some great, you know, great way to kind of close things out. You know, before we go, I just want to really thank everybody who was part of season one, who was there for me as a friend, who shared the podcast, who just 
anything, right? Like, you know, this podcast is so sacred and special. We have some really amazing themes that we're going to continue to share and and go deeper into, you know, about self-love, stress management, wellness, empowerment, confidence, right? Like we cannot have enough of these things. We need to constantly be, you know, renewing our mindset around them and sharing resources. So, you know, I truly appreciate everybody who subscribed, downloaded, shared everything. Thank you so, so much. And, you know, thank you ladies for being here. I would love for you to share with people, you know, Yannette, why don't you start, you know, you can share how people can connect with you, where they can find you on uh, the web or in, or social media, all the things. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us. This was so, oh my God, so much fun. I feel so energized. And I know when that happens is that I had an amazing time. So thank you so much. Uh, Yeah, so you can find me in Instagram, Janet with Y, Y Y-A-N-E-T, B Coaching. Or you can go to my website, ybcoaching.com. That's how you can find me. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for having me here today. Great, awesome. And uh, yeah, Kimberly, uh, just to echo what Yannette said, this has been really beautiful and I'm just grateful. I know how much work goes into podcasting and all that. And I'm just really grateful that you have created this platform. So thank you. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at holistic in Houston with underscores and or holisticinhouston.com is my, my website. Fantastic. Wonderful. Well, thank you all for tuning in live. Thank you for listening and watching. You know, if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you've enjoyed season one, I'm going to ask you again, share it with your loved ones, right? Like share the good word, pass on the resources. Thank you and keep shining and we will definitely see you soon.